All right, Liana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, why don't you maybe let the listeners know a little bit about your background, maybe a little bit about your early, uh, you know, kind of like memory with photography and maybe when did you first take your, when did you first figure out that you were talented with taking pictures? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I've never really talked about my photography experience, so it's kind of nice to think back on everything and um, see kind of where it all started. But um, I had a more unique beginning with photography, so I always loved it. Um, I ended up getting my cousin to help me buy a camera, which to this day he says that he's the reason that I really started. Um, So I'll shout out to him. But um, I had a really awesome mentor in the beginning, and it was a guy named Glenn Kutzner with Crazy Dog Photography. And he was working at the time, uh, I was 16, and he was working with the LGBT coalition in Massachusetts. Excuse me. And um, I started by, you know, taking pictures of drag pageants and um, LGBTQ weddings and you know things that a normal 16 year old girl doesn't always get exposed to so i was really lucky to be around a very like energetic group of people and have um, lots of different photo experiences and it was from there that i realized you know i can use art to connect with this you know different group of people or um, travel or go to places that i may not have otherwise done and i realized like that's something that I wanted to keep doing. So I ended up just like slowly upgrading my equipment and getting a bunch more mentors. I feel like that was um, really important as far as how I was gonna grow and I was gonna learn is just to really um, take in as much as I could around other professionals around me. So um, it's been about eight years now and I've loved it. Nice. So how did you uh, kind of uh, come up like maybe talk a little bit about like school and like maybe you know if you ever had a job like what was it like working somewhere and kind of you know how did you get started with a company yeah so I uh, had a lot of different jobs growing up as I feel like a lot of people do and I also pushed photography to the side a lot Um, just was worried about you know my own success and a lot of entrepreneurs can understand this you are so scared about what will happen if it doesn't work. So I took photography in college, ended up um, switching majors and doing human service studies, which is something that I'm actively pursuing still today. So I am going back to school for uh, my master's in mental health counseling. And what's great is I realized in both jobs with photography and counseling, I'll have the opportunity to make my own schedule. So there is a chance that I'll end up being able to do both in the future and maybe even combining them and doing art therapy. Um, That would be something that I'd love to do. And I think through school, I stuck with photography and I still did a lot of shoots, but I let it go to the wayside because of all these expectations that school puts on you or you put on yourself. And it wasn't until after school that I was like, if I don't go full-time into photography and at least give it a shot, I'll always regret it, right? So I decided to go full-time and definitely worked a lot of different jobs before then just to save up for this big full-time push. And when I had the financial backing to do so, it was less scary going forward with it. 
So that was about two years ago. And um, I was really lucky. I had a lot of support. I had a lot of really great clients in the beginning that kind of let me learn along with them. And um, I feel like I'm finally at a point where I'm confident in a variety of different shoots, not just you know what I started with or not just what I had the most experience with. Um, and for that, I feel really lucky. How did you get the first client and uh, you know kind of like how, how did you how did that go? How did you get someone to say we're going to hire you for this? Yeah, so my first job when I moved to Virginia was um, I was working with Staples, the office supply company, and it gave me the business experience that I never had. So I'm from a family of um, helpers of nonprofit people, you know, and I didn't ever have the corporate experience. So I started with Staples and it allowed me to be in business meetings with CEOs, with um, operations managers and people that I didn't have exposure to before. And so when I moved into my own business full time, it was a little bit easier for me to make those tough calls, to sit in front of people and um, break out a business plan that was finally my own product versus selling a service or a product for another company. So I think right away, I kind of just took my own confidence in this you know, business world and then moved it on and was even more passionate about selling my own stuff. Nice. So what were some of the things, I guess, in the early days when you were getting started with your company? Like, how did you organize yourself? Like, how did you think about networking and finding new customers? Like, what type of things were you doing activity-wise to get people, like, in the door? Great question. Um, I think that this is the, like, oldest question in the book as far as being an entrepreneur is, like, how do you get clients, especially in the beginning? How do you get people to trust you? So I did a lot of networking. Um, I love it. It was also the best way for me to meet people as soon as I moved to Virginia Beach. Uh, I also think that there's no way of knowing what your perfect client is going to be until you really, really know your service. Mm -hmm. And starting out in the beginning, I was still wondering what I was going to get into because I love such a wide range of photography. So meeting with people, uh, you know, collaborating with other photographers, I think just kind of going through it in my own way allowed me to build relationships with the clients that would later become consistent clients. And um, I've been really lucky to have more of a consistent clientele base because I think that's what we all want, right? Instead of like the one-offs, you want to be able to depend that people are going to value your service enough to come back. So. I think it was a mix of building a community and also building up my own business and my own confidence to continue to sell my product. What were some like networking events or like organizations that you aligned yourself with to get in front of people? So I tried everything. I think at one point I had visited like six or seven different groups and obviously some groups work better for other people and personalities, but I ended up in one consistent networking group and uh, a lot of people I think you know going back to personality I needed a structure every single week as far as networking went because I was right out of college you know I didn't have the drive per se to say every single week I'm gonna work on my business with 35 other people so 
I liked the structure of this one networking group that allowed me every week to go in, see the same people, catch up with the same people. Um, and it all comes down to building a community, right? Yep. So we've all been in meetings where it's, uh, yeah, great meeting, hope to connect with you again soon, and then the, the relationship dies, right, unless you really do follow up. So um, the group that I ended up joining was a consistent follow-up. It was, um, you know, really seeing what other people are doing and watching their businesses grow and change, and I really liked that aspect. So I think it was a mix of that, and then just really putting yourself out there, um, which is really hard sometimes, but you just see what's going on, and in the community, you check out events, and then you push yourself to go, even if you don't know anyone going, and who knows you know, who you're gonna meet. What do you think about Instagram, where it is today, I guess, versus maybe where it was when it started? It seems like there's a lot of, um, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity still there, but the organic reach has gone down a lot, so then there's also kind of like less people seeing stuff in the feed. Like, how do you think about that? Um, I guess as a photographer, when you come in to this platform that has really enabled amazing creativity and connection points, and then it's like, mm-hmm. then it maybe sort of takes some of that like back in a way. Um, how how do you like work with that? Do you go to other platforms? Do you just double down on the actual platform you're already on? <clears throat> what are you kind of? How do you think about? Uh, I guess putting your 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 content out there and then also kind of like attracting uh, customers that way. So I think this topic is really interesting and I think it's still changing and I think it always will change. Um, I love that more people are getting into photography, they value photography a little bit more, but at the same time photography has gotten easier for more people to pick up. you know, the iPhone has a great camera, lots of new phones have great cameras now, and a lot of photographers were nervous because they started getting a lot of people say, I don't need to pay for a photographer, I'll just use my phone. Now, there's two ways to go about this. One, I'm really happy that more people have access to photography because I feel like it's the best way for you to capture your memories, to capture, you know, your family and your friends, and um, I think a lot of people tend to value photographers more as they get to know what it's like to actually take a photo. On the other hand, um, I'm not that worried about, um, you know, or even my business going downhill as far as, you know, all this new equipment because there's still no replacement for a professional photographer, right? So the technology on the phones is pretty good, but you can't blow that up onto a brochure. Um, there's a difference in having the right lighting and having the expertise and you can tell right away the quality of the photo. So I think like as far as attracting clients in my own space, it really goes about your target audience. So if your target audience is um, a younger Instagram population, you know, you might not need the top, top quality of photos or, you know, a lot of people will use the... Um, Uh, templates or you know there's lots of filters that you can throw on and and that's fine I don't have a problem with that I think it all comes down to who your target audience is and are you actively marketing yourself in a way that reflects that so my style is more um, it's more natural it's more candid because that's what I want to 
um, that's how I want to portray my own clients as far as, you know, I don't want people to hire me because they like, um, you know, my filters. I want them to be like, wow, she really captured this kiss at the right time at the wedding or she put the products in a unique place. So I think depending on who you want to attract, you really have to focus your own marketing strategy on what does my work say about me? And I think that's you know one of the hardest parts about being a photographer is there's so many things you can do. You have to figure out what you want to do the most. Do you have a focus um, for the type of photography that you do? Do you focus on weddings? Do you focus on products, portraits? Good question. Um, and I think I'm still figuring that out. And I think a lot of photographers go through this in the beginning where you're like, I have this camera and I have this, you know, I think it's a gift in a way. Um, I want to do everything. And really, like, you can do everything. I don't think specifically everyone needs to find one niche. I think you end up eventually finding a niche. But um, I've kind of more focused on the corporate setting where I can do a holistic view. So I can do the headshots. I can do the interior shots. Um, so that plays into real estate, interior design, restaurants, that kind of thing. And then um, I've loved any kind of like social media updates or website updates because this also translates to brochures, to printouts, to things that can basically take a business and transform it into, you know, the growth that they want. So much of today is visual, right? We, we see something on Instagram or on Facebook and we're like, I want to try that new restaurant or I want to buy that bag, right? So the fact that I can be involved in that process is the coolest thing to me. Nice. What are your thoughts on, um, I guess, you know, any mentors or, you know, advisors that you have, you know, people that you go in your corner that can, uh, you know, give you words of advice or, you know, just ideas when you're, you know, trying to think through, you know, things that are going on in your business? Yeah. So um, I'm laughing a little bit because there's people that have really stuck it out with me as far as mentors go because I ask a lot of questions. And when people reach out to me and they say, hey, I'm so sorry, I have another question, I'm like, never apologize for that because that is number one, especially for when you're starting your business. So I think it's really important to have one solid mentor you can talk to or doesn't really mind your questions. But I think having two or three people that you can go to is also great because we all do very different things. You know, even from one wedding photographer to another, your style is different. Your, um, you know, your methods are different. And that's what I love about photography is we can all do completely different things and get not a similar result, but a result that makes clients happy. So the idea of having multiple mentors is really cool because you can learn so much about you know the same thing from different ones so i would encourage anybody starting out in a business to find your mentors and don't be afraid to ask say hey would you mind mentoring me or would you mind sitting down for coffee and just you know having me ask you a couple of questions and you know not being afraid to I don't know look new or look young because everybody started out somewhere and no one will blame you for asking for help what's a typical day like for you um owning your company are you spending a lot of your time in the morning like 
editing and then in the afternoon you shoot or do you shoot in the morning get the golden hour like what type of uh schedule do you typically keep yeah so um it's funny because i am not a consistent person and i've loved that because it's allowed me to be very flexible depending on what comes up but my days are so different every day like it's never the same and that's why I love photography. It keeps my life very interesting and very unique. So I would say, um, depending on the season, you know, I'll have a busy season where I was really lucky. I had 13 shoots in seven days. And, you know, I told my parents, like, I'm not going to be able to talk to you for like two weeks, but I'll come out of the cave. We'll <laughs> catch up. And then, you know, you have a slower season where you may be working on um, a project for a company and, and it's more planning and I'll wake up you know early and instead of editing that day I'm creating a strategy and I think what I was most surprised about about getting into a corporate photography space is I really am part of their marketing team you know I'm not qualified to be a marketer you know I haven't gone to school for it but through the last couple of years I've learned what sells I've learned what helps sells a product or sell a service and because of that I can come into a space and say, you know, it's going to attract people by showing them your real personality. Not that you're, you know, perfect and poised because a lot of people are intimidated by that. So if you think of Geico, they're doing this ad right now that's, that's like, hey, our agents are your neighbors too. You know, Geico is localized. Try to make it more localized or relatable. Totally. And that's why, you know, you go on Google and you'll see the Chipotle lo location with the photo of the actual location in the neighborhood. You won't see their stock photo. So it, it's the same thing where, you know, I think my point or my aspect of what I'm going to always come in on is how do we make people feel welcomed by you? I think that's like number one in photography. How do we make a product welcoming enough where you can imagine it in your own hands? So, you know, playing off of your question, like, I think photography is like a whole holistic thing of marketing emotions. And that's why when I went back to school in this uh, psychology space, people were like, I don't understand like how that connects. It's all psychological. You get someone in front of your camera and they're like, I'm just not good in photos or I'm uncomfortable. It's my job to make you comfortable. It's my job to make you happy and and you know because that's what's gonna show in the photo so how do you do that how do you make a client or someone happy and comfortable uh in a photo or at a shoot so it depends on the person and i think i'm lucky in the fact that i'm both introverted and extroverted i think i fall right in the middle so i can relate to a lot of people as far as you know i'm super excited for this photo shoot or I don't really want to talk about myself and you know I I'm nervous and I'm scared and I this is why I don't get my headshots done a lot you know and I think it's just finding a common ground to connect with your client and that's with anything right so if you are genuinely interested in, in your client if you want to learn more about what they do find their passion because anybody in any case and I'm you know not the best public speaker and I get really nervous when I talk sometimes and what I've always learned is as long as I'm talking about something I love 
it's always going to be easier. So I think about doing that with my clients, you know. What do you love about your job? Not the typical, like, how's work, you know. Find something that will allow them to relax, you know, talk about their passions. I think that that's the most helpful thing. That's really good advice. Um, what are you looking forward to this year, um, new year, you know, new opportunities? Um, what type of things are kind of top of mind um, on your schedule, whether it's a shoot or it's a professional development opportunity, maybe you're going to a conference, maybe you're doing uh, some kind of meetup or something. What are, um, what's on your mind for this year? Good question. So I think I'm in a really interesting place right now because I'm transitioning into life as both a full-time photographer and a full-time student. So um, going back to school for my master's is really exciting, but it's also forcing me to make sure that my time management is there. So I have time for both my passions. And when I realized I could do both, I was really excited, but I realized I had to actively plan because um, most of my program is hands-on, it's a lot of writing, and most of my photography business is hands-on and it's editing. So how do I make sure that I'm, one, taking care of myself, but also making sure that I'm in a place where I can take care of my clients to the best of my ability? So I would say my goals would be not only to have a smooth transition, but to get more contracted clients where I can depend on business coming in every single month that they're thrilled about, right? So um, I prefer clients that have a 2020 marketing strategy or um, have multiple franchise locations that I can go travel to and, um, like I said, localize them. And I've been really lucky to have clients that believe in what I do because I think with any job, as long as you have people that are excited about your job and and excited about your work you know deep down it's always gonna motivate you a little bit more because you realize that they value you and your services so I think most of my goals are going to be to find not only more clients but just more people that I can be motivated by um, whether that's other photographers or artists or um, business owners because I feel like we grow so much just based on the people that are around us so I agree with that um, definitely like you know circle of you know creative people or people that are in a similar industry or have similar interests you know that definitely goes a long way with like where you kind of land personally so I believe in that uh, where can the listeners connect with you and where can they follow you if they want to you know get in touch yeah, so I have a business Instagram page. It's at L, and then my last name, Pivar, P-E-V-A-R, and photo. Um, so at L Pivar photo has a lot of, um, a bunch of, you know, random business things, some personal travel as well. I try and keep it interesting because it is Instagram and not everybody wants to see, you know, uh, 12 toilets from my last real estate shoot. Like you really gotta, you really gotta figure out what people are gonna be captivated by. So I pick and choose on there. Um, I do have a business Facebook page. It's Liana Pivar Photography. Um, and then my portfolio is um, also super original, LianaPivarPhotography.com. And I do love um, 
you know, sitting down with people and having coffee and mentoring and, you know, I don't see myself in a place where I can call myself a mentor or feel wise enough to really um, be in that place yet. But I think it's awesome that I can, you know, take a beginner photographer and or, you know, even an artist and just talk about what I went through and some of the struggles and that it will get better or, you know, connect people. I'm a huge connector. So I would say um, if there are people that are struggling with finding, you know, a CPA or finding a production team, you know, that's something that I would love to help people with as well. Love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me.